Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of the podcast. The saints in Philippi were a loving, generous community of believers. Sometimes in the best of churches, there develops a difficult situation. This often happens among those who are the most active in their service to the Lord. Today on Drawing Near, Paul counsels two such individuals to come together in Christ, and he urges the church to help them. Please open your Bible and turn to Philippians chapter 4 and follow along as we study Healing the Rift. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for letters like these that encourage us and instruct us, that lift our hearts and cause us to think. And Father, today's passage is such a passage. It's a practical passage. For many, it may not seem like it's even applicable, but it certainly is. So Father, open our eyes and our ears to the truth of your word once again. Make our hearts sensitive. Give us discernment. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As Paul comes to the fourth and final chapter of this letter, he becomes very personal. He gives instructions, closing guidance to the saints in Philippi. In verse 2 we read, I implore Iodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Hopefully you'll recall that one of the individuals from Philippi, Epaphroditus, had brought to Paul while he's in prison a love gift, a care package of sorts, from the Philippian church. While Epaphroditus is with Paul, no doubt he gives him an update of what's going on in the church in Philippi. And I'm certain part of that update has to do with verse 2. Evidently, there were two women within the church, Yodia and Syntyche, who were having some problems, who were not of the same mind in the Lord. They were having a disagreement. And as I've mentioned already in our introduction, oftentimes within a church, the best of churches, the most loving of churches, some individuals develop a rift. They develop some kind of division. It can be over the simplest things or it can be over great things. Oftentimes the individuals who are involved in the most day-to-day ministries butt heads. That makes sense. We know that's the case. When two individuals are trying to work on the same thing, sometimes they have different methods or they have different ways of going about them. They have different ideas of how to incorporate their plans. Now, maybe this is what's happened. I doubt that these two were at a doctrinal division, so it probably had to do with something with the ministry, the day-to-day administration of their service before the Lord within the church. And so Paul says very strongly, I implore, I beg, I plead with these two individuals. And he doesn't just say, I plead with these two individuals. He implores Yodia, and then he implores Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Now, this gives us kind of a framework as to why maybe Paul has been mentioning this several times throughout the letter. Paul often does this. When there's a problem in the church, 
he addresses that problem over and over again in a general way. And then on in the letter, he becomes very specific. We see that also in the church of 1 Corinthians in dealing with their pride. So he's imploring these individuals to be of the same mind, just like he has implored the church to be of the same mind in chapters 1, 2, and 3. He also goes on in verse 3 and says, And I urge you also, true companion, talking about the believers in Philippi, help these women. So the work that is necessary to keep people of the same mind to encourage that kind of environment and atmosphere is not just each individual's responsibility, but it's the entire body of believers. We are to pray for one another. That helps us to be of the same spirit, the same mind in the Lord. We are to genuinely love one another. We are to consider other people's needs as more important than our own. We've already seen that. When we do just simply this thing, then we don't have to get our way. And a division like what's taking place in verse 2 doesn't happen if either one of these two individuals simply takes a step back and defers to the other. You cannot have an argument with only one person. Simply humble yourself, as we've been instructed in the Scripture. Deny yourself. Be of the same mind with someone else. And yield unless it's something of a critical doctrinal nature, a teaching of the church. But most things that cause this kind of division are not of that nature. And so the rest of the body is to encourage either one or both of these individuals to be the more mature in Christ, to back down, to bow their hearts and minds in this situation to the other so that there's not a division. These divisions spread. People take sides. The ministry and the gospel of God receives a blemish from this kind of thing. And then he describes these individuals in verse 3 when he says, I urge you, true companion, to help these women who labored with me in the gospel and who labored with Clement also and who have been laboring with the rest of my fellow workers. He knows these two individuals are hard workers. They labored with Paul but not with Paul only. They labored with Clement, and they've been laboring with the rest of Paul's fellow co-workers. They labor in the ministry. They're good, hard workers. They're not just people who sit back and whine and complain and don't do anything. They're mature, hard, godly workers, which reminds us that the best of Christians can fall into this thing. We can become petty. So Paul wants them to be of the same mind in the Lord. And then he acknowledges that these ladies and all those he has mentioned in verses 2 and 3 are people whose names are written in the book of life. They're believers. And as believers, we need to set our hearts and minds on the eternal things, on the heavenly things, and not be bickering or being divided over earthly matters or or methodologies or, or whatever. This stuff happens in the church all the time. It happens about the color of the carpet. It happens about how to set up a fellowship meal. It happens about what to serve. It happens about church calendars. It happens about all kinds of things in the church. We need to recognize that this is not to be so. There are godly, unified ways 
of achieving these kinds of decisions and enacting these kinds of plans. We are to be of one mind in these things. This doesn't just apply in the church. We're to be of the same mind in the home. We're to be of the same mind with other believers. And so Paul implores and implores. He urges, he pleads, he counsels for this division not to be present in the church. We need to make this kind of thing a top priority. It starts in our own hearts and lives, not to be somebody who is divided over earthly things, but to commit ourselves to being of the same mind in the Lord. Father in heaven, help us to understand your great desire for peace and unity within the body of Christ. If all of our hearts and minds are focused on the Lord Jesus Christ and his mind, the way he functioned in this world, humbling himself, submitting himself to you and to our needs, then we will take a giant step forward in understanding the importance and the means of unity in the body of Christ. Be with your church. Help us to be the kind of people you desire us to be. Help us to defer to one another in the things that don't matter all that much. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.